everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, and we're taking off. We're taking this on the road all week at the Super Bowl in L.A. Coverage starts on NBC at noon on Sunday. We're going to have a lot of great guests. Let's bring in the man who's going to call the game with Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. You've got a great connection with the Bengals going there 34 years. I hate to age you, but uh, thanks for doing this. How are you, John? Good seeing you. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Doing great. You're going to be talking a lot this week about the Super Bowl. We're going to get to that in a second. And I first just want to ask you about the Eagles situation because we see all these franchise quarterbacks that are winning the division, taking their teams to the playoffs and deep in the playoffs. Do you think that Jalen Hurts can eventually be that guy for the Eagles? They say he's going to be their QB this year. Yes, I mean, I do. But he's like a lot of other young quarterbacks. Uh, there's still a lot to prove. You know, the one thing that we liked about him at PFF coming out of college was his accuracy. He was one of the most accurate college quarterbacks that there, there was. And, and I think when you add that to the sort of run skills that he has, and I thought the evolution of that Eagles offense this year from, you know, being a little pass heavy to coming back to being a little more run oriented and uh, that works, you know, that offense is really good and it really works. Um, so yeah, is he good enough? And especially when he's on a rookie wage scale contract and not a high number as well, there's a lot of ways to build championship teams. And I think that that gives the team in Philadelphia a chance to build around him in a way that can be very successful. All right. What do you specifically think that Jalen Hurts needs to improve upon? Well, I mean, is he Tom Brady throwing the football down the field and making reads? And no, but every young quarterback his age is going to have to improve and get better at that. Uh, but the skill set itself and the evolution of the game is really moving towards mobile quarterbacks that can help protect themselves. Because so many of these guys, you can try and go find five offensive linemen that can keep your quarterback clean at all times, but that's just not a reality in today's NFL. So really what you need is a quarterback with a deep understanding of the game and what they're trying to do to him defensively and how to get the ball out of his hands and or be have some of that escapability that he has that can protect yourself. Uh, Tom Brady, to me, Peyton Manning, uh, Drew Brees, all those guys, because of their experience in the league, they knew when that pressure was coming, when they had to throw hot, when they had to get rid of the football. Uh, but that doesn't come for anybody in their first, second, third year. So the evolution of all these quarterbacks, and certainly he has a step ahead because of his mobility. Um, but, you know, he's a bright guy. I, we've interviewed him. We've talked to him. He's going to figure it out. It's just a matter of how strong a team can you build around him at this point. Chris, is there a concern – when you have a, a quarterback that relies on running, you've seen the injuries this year with Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Kyler Murray with their ankles. Is that a concern keeping these guys healthy? Of course. <laughs> yeah. 
it's always a concern trying to keep your quarterback healthy because it's not easy to do. Um, but it is, I mean, Joe Burrow got sacked 51 times this year, the most in the league, you know, he's some of the runs that he made in the fourth quarter of that championship game made the difference in the game. It is a part of what football is now. We've seen Aaron Rodgers for years. Uh, if they want to rush four, there are basically six gaps in front of you as a quarterback. So if you rush four, that means there's two gaps for whoever wants to take those. Or if you want to play man coverage and you want to chase those receivers all over the field, well, a quarterback run sometimes is the best play that you can use with that. So, you know, it's, of course, it's a concern. It probably means that you're going to have to find another quarterback that, uh, can fit into that. And I think, uh, you know, a little bit Gardner Minshew did some of that this year. Um, But, you know, it's a method that a lot of teams are using right now uh, to find that, that quarterback with this kind of skill set. Do you think the NFC might be opening up a little bit with Tom Brady retiring? We don't know Aaron Rodgers' situation. You've got uh, Russell Wilson and maybe Jimmy Garoppolo being traded. Do you think, you think the quarterbacks, are in the AFC now? A lot of those young ones are. There's a lot of young, talented guys in, in the AFC right now. Uh, but anytime Tom Brady goes away, certainly that opens a few doors for other teams to have a chance. And really, but for some of the injuries that uh, the Bucks had at the end of the year, you know, losing Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Tristan Wirfs, not so sure they wouldn't be sitting there in the championship game again. If you're the Eagles, they've told Jalen Hurts that he is their starter this year. The possibility of some of these quarterbacks being out there and and you see the quarterbacks that are coming out. Is there a quarterback that you think is a good starting quarterback coming out of this draft? Uh, That would be a good question for me in about two months. I will have that one nailed down. I have not studied these quarterbacks, not even a little bit, although what I've been told uh, is that there, you know, it doesn't appear to be that high-end guy. But, you know, Jalen wasn't drafted in the first round or one of the high picks or whatever. So, um, you know, I, I know that it always comes down to the quarterback position, and that's probably the case, you know, in Philadelphia as, as well as everywhere else. Uh, but this is uh, – You know, it's an opportunity as well for the Philadelphia Eagles to build a football team around him. And if that is the way that uh, this team is going to go, it's the way that a lot of teams are going to go uh, with the fact that they're just going to try and take advantage of that lesser contract that they're not paying their quarterback $45 million and go see what they can build around him. Well, how about the Eagles – receiving core what did you think of Devonte smith this year and and you being a former great receiver in the nfl do you think that they do need a veteran to be mixed in there with these guys who are really young first second year in the league Devonte smith is amazing i i've seen enough of him of course we didn't do the philadelphia eagles this year but I, i've seen enough of him on tape against other teams when i was studying someone else to really get a look at him i i it's amazing a guy that's that skinny can be as tough as he is and get as open as he does uh, on a consistent basis. Uh, would a good veteran receiver in there do him some good? 
Probably. I mean, you always need, I, I, I look around the league right now and I don't even think two's enough. I think when you look at, you know, what Kansas city does and what Cincinnati has been doing and what the Buffalo bills are doing, you know, that, that the idea of going to that 11 front with, with three really legitimate, different styles, think about, you know, Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd for Cincinnati uh, in the Super Bowl. What Odell Beckham meant to Cooper Cup coming over to the Rams team and being able to to make those kinds of plays. So I, I think it's a quarterback and wide receiver driven league at this point. The rules all allow. I mean, what what they get away with with holding on the offensive line, they would have been banned from football when I was playing. So it's a different game. It's all around protecting your quarterback. It's all about the passing game. And so, yeah, I I think it is very much uh, two receivers are not enough. You need three really legitimate threats. So with Jalen Hurts in his first full year starting under Nick Sirianni, it seemed to me that they realized they were putting too much on his plate, too much was on him, and they played a certain way is what Nick Sirianni said. They went to the running game. Do you think that they want to do that going forward? Because we know these teams want their quarterback to throw the ball to win games. Well, I mean, when you've got a threat like Miles Sanders, it's not bad to be able to turn around and and give him the football some. Uh, But I think you play to the strength of your team. And for a long time, certainly when I called the Super Bowl for the Eagles, uh, I I thought their offensive and defensive line was the reason they were in the game and ultimately won the game. Did they get good quarterback play and running back play and receiver? They they got all that stuff, certainly. But that offensive line and defensive line was dominant on, on both sides. And so I, when I, when I look back on the Philadelphia Eagles, that's typically what I think about when I think about why they won that Super Bowl championship. So speaking of that, that was the last Super Bowl you called on NBC four years ago, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. When you look back at what actually happened in that game, is that one of the best Super Bowls you've ever seen? It was stunning. I mean, it was it was just stunning that that you could have that kind of result against Tom Brady uh, with a backup quarterback. You know, it just who would have ever in a million years thought that that was possible? And, and not just that it was that it was possible, but it was it was such a high scoring game. You know that it just. It just was overwhelming to see um, exactly what they could do in that with Nick Foles at the helm. Uh, and I can remember during the middle part of the week and Nick Foles was at a press conference and his wife and child, I think, had showed up at the game and he got tears in his eyes. And I'm like, this guy is either going to be the most phenomenal thing we've ever seen in this Super Bowl or this is going to be the biggest flop of all time. But from the first throw he made in that game, he was so cool. He was so under control. Um, it was it was one of the great, maybe unexpected performances that I'd ever seen in my lifetime. Is it pretty crazy to think of that level of play that he had, one of the greatest performances by a Super Bowl quarterback, and yet when he's not with the Eagles, he's really not a starting caliber player in the NFL. I can't explain it. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, and I, 
And maybe it goes back to what we were talking about a little while ago. And that's just simply the fact that that offensive line and that defensive line was so dominant that it gave him opportunities for additional possessions on the offensive side because of what the defense was doing. Although they were having a tough day against Tom Brady too. Uh, but that offensive line, you know, Nick Foles, you let him sit back there and survey a little bit. It's certainly never been a question about his arms. So um, yeah, it was, it, it was, it's a great memory. It really is. I know it is for the people of Philadelphia. It is for me as well. How have Eagles fans treated you in the last couple of years compared to the, you know, the couple of years after that Super Bowl? That's uh, been fine. Everybody, usually people have a comment or something. They'll, they'll come up with it. And someday we'll, uh, we'll tell the full story of what happened with the officials calls in that game, but uh, not today. Can't do it right now? Not a chance. <laughs> All right. Chris Collinsworth is going to have a book someday. I, I, I look forward to reading it. Um, Chris, when I watch the Eagles in the playoffs, how far away do you think the Eagles are from competing with these elite teams in the NFL? Um, you know, I, you, gotta, you have to get past the Dallas Cowboys right now. That defense looked amazing to me this season. And, you know, with Micah Parsons and Randy Gregory and uh, just so many ways that they can get after the quarterback um, that it's it was it was something to watch. And, and you've got to think offensively, they're still going to be there. So and you match up with their three receivers, if they can keep that group together and then what they're doing on defense, too. couple final questions for you. Uh, this Super Bowl, what does it mean to you? I'm going to count up the years like 34 years after your Bengals went to the Super Bowl. What does this mean to you to see what's happening in the city of Cincinnati and this team? It's almost like the Eagles. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of an underdog story. There's no question about that. I mean, this is a team that was down 21 to three in Kansas city. And this was, uh, there was a coronation going on around the football world that this was going to be the chiefs year and they were going to go play the Rams and, you remember when it was 54, 51, when they play all that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, those sneaky Bengals just found a way. And I'm, they have great playmakers. They really do. They have these receivers can really play. So watch out. Chris, I know you got to run. Have fun at the Super Bowl. We look forward to your call. Hopefully it goes as well for the Bengals as it did for the Eagles when you last called their Super Bowl four years ago. Thanks a lot, Chris. 